Awesome. So let me just share quickly and briefly a couple of PowerPoints this morning. Maybe the shortest sermon, hopefully, if I stick to it, um, that you'll hear. I'm talking on kingdom culture and um, how culture out there, modern day culture, sets the wrong tone. As Paul's saying, modern day culture really is pulling our lives, not just teenagers, but pulling us away from God and His Word. And, um, you know, so many people nowadays in, in terms of culture out there in society teaches us as human beings to follow our desires. You know? Whatever desire you have, whatever passion you have, if it feels good, go for it. That's what they're really teaching. They don't necessarily say it in those words, but they, they kind of share it like that way. Whatever gender you feel like being, if that feels good to you, go for it. You know, it's normal. It's what God's, you know, and they, they confuse generations and people. And society has set this culture that whatever your heart desires for, whatever your flesh desires for, it's probably right, so go for it. Entertain it. And the scripture says in Galatians 5 verse 13, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. I love that. We are called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. And so, it's amazing that we have been called to be free. I love it. Because I wake up in the mornings and I do. I say to the Lord, yes, Lord, I'm free. I'm free to worship you. I'm free. You've changed my life. But not freedom to indulge in sin and the carnal life, but free to walk with you and free from the power and the curse of sin over my life. I'm free. I've been set free and washed and cleansed by the blood of Christ. And so we can't use our freedom to indulge in the flesh. And so as Paul said, it's almost a warning to us and to our families and to people around us not to indulge in the flesh, but to serve God and to serve others out of love. And so culture today teaches us to Fight for what you want. That's really what they're teaching. Our, our young people are teaching us. You know, fight for what feels good. Fight for it. You know, make your stance. Put your pig in the ground and stand up. If you feel like doing that, you've got all the rights and all the freedom to do what you want. You know, serve who you want or look, you know, become what you want. Um, just indulge in whatever satisfies your flesh, whatever satisfies your sinful nature. It doesn't really matter, and you can still serve God, and that's all good. Go for it. That's what the world is teaching us, and it's scary, and that's what people are getting led down that route to think that they can go and do whatever they want, live how they want, entertain whatever kinds of relationships they want, and God's okay with it um, because God's maybe designed you that way, and it's absolutely false. And it's leading people to hell. It's leading people into a separation from God. And so this culture that's teaching us to fight for what feels normal to you or what feels right is something we've got to be aware of. And we've got to counter it as Christians. We've got to counter it as Christians and live according to the Spirit, as the Word says. Galatians 5.16 says, So I say, walk by the Spirit. And what does it say? You will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So the world is saying, follow your desires. And God's saying, no, don't follow those desires. Those desires lead to eternal death. They lead to destruction. They lead to pain. They lead to suffering here on earth. They lead to all kinds of sin that just in, enslaves us. And God says, don't follow those desires. Don't follow the desires of the flesh. And so the warning out to all of us, young and old, is if you 
are being led into the desires of your flesh by the society, you're falling into a dark culture that is going to destroy your life and you will go lukewarm and you will walk away from God and not experience the fullness of the spirit life that God has called us to live in. And so here's one of the big things in our lives and it covers so many topics. You know, we have desires, as the word says. And the devil works to entice us with desires, to draw us into things that feel nice. Listen, I've often said it, and you've got to hear me in this. Sin is nice. Think about all the sin in your lives, in our lives. Sin feels nice for a moment. It's attractive, you know, because there's no rules to follow when you sin. I'm going to do what I feel like it. You know, it comes almost naturally because my sinful desires and passions have walked out. So sin feels good in a sense in most ways. And that's the lure that Satan draws us in with. If it feels nice, just do it. If it feels good, it's probably, it's probably because it's a good desire in your heart and it comes normal to you, so do it. And that's how Satan grips our lives. So we have these desires and these, I want to call them inclinations to certain things in our lives. Some of us have desires and inclinations for same-sex relationships. Maybe hopefully less in church but some, most of it outside of church. But still, there are people, you know, within Christian groups that still have a, an inclination, a desire for the same-sex relationship. Some have a desire or an inclination for lust after the same sex or someone outside of your marriage, your covenant relationship. It's a lust within certain men or women, and it's an inclination, I want to call it. It's a desire towards another person outside of your covenant relationship. Some have a desire, an inclination to hurt people. Now that's maybe less common, but it's true. Some people just feel like hurting others, physically, emotionally, destroying their lives. Some feel like murder. Some have this inclination and this, this desire and, and this anger that builds within them to do things and to say things and to be destructive. And we maybe know people like that. These kinds of desires and inclinations are desires we flee from. You know, the world teaches us that if you have a desire and an inclination for something, you know, just follow it. And we're being led down dangerous paths. We cannot just follow these desires and inclinations. Just because we have them doesn't make them right. You know, many people say they were born this way, and so they have these desires, and it must be normal that God created them this way. No, then God created maybe Nigel to have a desire to hurt people and kill people. Just because you have that desire, if you had that, Nigel, not that you have it. If you had that, just to follow it, does that make it right? I'm going to use a biblical word and phrase, hell no. <laughs> it doesn't. Because we have desires and inclinations in us, does not mean they are natural and God created us that way. Don't follow them. The Bible teaches us to flee from those desires because they kill us and they destroy us. Some have the desires for... To, to get drunk or to take drugs, addictions. Some have inclinations and desires to um, cheat people to make themselves rich or to get more, to hoard or to gather or to get selfish. Some have the desires to watch content to satisfy them or please them. Some have desires and inclinations to have relationships, as I said, with other genders. And I want to encourage you and from the biblical point of view, to stir you to fight those desires. That's what God is calling us to do. 
or whatever desires there are in our lives that are not in line with God's word, you have to fight it. You've been called to fight it, to resist it. Because the devil's after our hearts to pull us in with small things, making them feel nice and good and normal. And if we give into it, it's going to destroy our lives. Kingdom culture speaks the truth. The kingdom culture that we're speaking about is what is within us if the word of God is alive within us. And it's something that we live out and we share with the world around us. The, the Bible says in Romans 13 verse 14, Rather clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, I love that picture when we, we use words like this. Clothe yourself. In other words, dress up. Put clothes on yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. And do not think. Here's a powerful word. Ladies, gentlemen, do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. The world teaches us to mull over it, to think about it, to consider it. And the more you consider it, and that's the pattern of this world, the more you consider it and entertain it, your chances of going into it increase by a thousand percent. The Bible teaches us don't even think about those things that are after your flesh and your sinful nature. Don't even entertain them. Don't mull on them. Don't consider them because they're going to destroy your life and pull you in. And so, young people, the example we see of others in this world living with their spouses before marriage and having sex and whatever with their girlfriends and their boyfriends, society teaches that that it's okay. Explore yourself, they might say. I had a friend when I was growing up in school, his mom at the age of 16, he, he said to his mom who wasn't saved and he had just given his life to the Lord, he said, Mom, I'm going to keep myself for marriage. And his mom said, you're crazy. How are you going to know how to love somebody if you don't explore and learn to love somebody you need to have sex with people so that you, you understand what love really is. You need to do that before marriage so that you mature. And uh, he came and told me that, and I was just like, it's a sick world. If you feel that it's okay and it doesn't affect you, you've been lured in by Satan, and your spiritual life will take a toll. It will just begin this downward spiral, and you'll never be able to walk in the Spirit if you gratify the flesh, the Bible says, the things of the flesh lead to death, but the things of the Spirit lead to life and joy and peace in Christ. 1 John chapter 2, verse 17 says, The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. The world and its desires pass away. Don't follow them. Don't follow the desires of this world. Modern day culture is teaching us to explore. Teaching us to explore things. To go your own route and find yourself. And that's just leading to death and to peril. And so all these kinds of things lead to all kinds of consequences spiritually, emotionally, physically. And it's destroying us in every way. The kingdom culture that is found in God's word identifies the truth. Kingdom culture identifies that there is truth and it follows and we follow it. It follows our lives. It's a mark of our lives that I walk in the truth of God's word. Maybe not perfectly like some of you, but I know what's wrong and I flee from it and I run from it. That's how Jesus has called us to walk on the narrow path. You know, I often think there's so many people that are walking nowadays thinking that they're saved, that they're Christians. 
because they, and they often will say this, why are you a Christian? It's because I, I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. And that does not make you a Christian. The book of James chapter 2 verse 19 actually says that you believe, he says, James says to the people there, the church there, he says, oh wow, you believe that there is one God, but even Satan believes that he is God and he shudders. It doesn't, a belief in Christ doesn't mean you're a Christian. It doesn't mean you're saved. A belief in Jesus, knowing that he even died on the cross for you, saying, I don't follow other gods, I follow Jesus, that doesn't make you saved either. Only, the only thing that makes you saved is when you place your faith in Jesus Christ, you confess that he is your Lord and your Savior, that he is the only sacrifice to cleanse you of all sin and unrighteousness, that he's the one who paid the only penalty to save your life from eternal damnation in hell, and that he's your way. And then you begin to walk with him and follow him, his word, and his kingdom principles, as he shared this morning. Kingdom culture, kingdom focused. Lord, I seek your kingdom first and your righteousness. Man, God is calling us to walk a narrow road, a real Christian walk with Him. Not a made-up one, this fad that's out there in the world that teaches you to, or allows you to do and live however you want, and also walk with God. No. The Bible says you can't have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom of God. It's one or the other. I encourage you, I stretch you, don't forget this word as you walk out of this place. No matter where you are in your spiritual walk, don't walk away from this place this morning forgetting what has been said and allowing this challenge to just disappear out of your minds. Seek God. Come before God. Surrender your life to the Lord with everything to follow Him and His ways and His culture. Second Peter, I'm going to close with this, says, Through these He has given us His very great and precious promises that through them, so that through them you may participate, I love that word, participate in the divine nature, having escaped, put that in an action word, it's time to escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. Escape it. Escape it. Let me close with this. I'm going to pick one last thing, this quote this morning. Carnal desire is a gulf that is never filled up. Carnal desire is a gulf that's never filled up. Isn't it true? Carnal desire is actually a gulf. It's an emptiness that this world teaches us to follow. You know, follow all these kinds of ways, but it's hopeless and it just ends in destruction in our lives spiritually, emotionally, physically, and eternally. And that pit of endless, sin, you know, a sinful kind of pit of darkness is what the world is teaching us just to follow. All morals, we've seen it, have been taken out of schools and biblical morals out of schools and out of workplaces and out of everything. And so we're going deeper and deeper into this gulf of emptiness that will never fill us and satisfy us. God wants to fill us with His joy and His peace and His presence and it's only found in a life of righteousness seeking after Him and His kingdom. Amen. Let's stand together and pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we worship you this morning. We thank you, Jesus, that you are our life. Lord Jesus, you are the bread of life. You lead to eternal life. There is no way to get to heaven other than you, Lord Jesus. 
And so, Lord Jesus, again this morning, we confess with all our hearts, with all conviction that, Jesus, you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. And, Lord Jesus, there is only darkness unless we follow you in your ways. Help us, God, to follow you, Jesus. Help us, Lord, to look to you and your word, to let go of this world, of its evil desires, its corrupt society, this culture that is destroying faith, destroying people's walk, leading us away into all kinds of temptation. Lord Jesus, help us, we pray. Lord, protect our families, protect our kids, Lord. Protect them from all evil. Lord, deliver them from all evil, we pray, Jesus. And Lord Jesus, may your light and your presence flow through our lives. May we be carriers of this new flame as we sung this morning and be filled with new wine that would touch and transform these communities, this city, Lord. And we confess this morning, Jesus, as we sung, greater things are yet to come in this city. Greater things, Lord, are yet to be done in this city. We're going to see them, Lord, as your spirit flows through and over this place, Jesus. Father, we ask you, pour out your spirit over our families. Pour out your spirit over our business places, over this community, over the lost, Lord. That their hearts would be convicted to leave their world, their, their, their life of worldliness and to follow you, Lord. Lord, we pray in your precious name, Jesus. Touch us, convict us, Lord of lukewarmness. Convict us, Lord, of a dead faith, of an empty faith. Jesus, 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 we need the power of your presence and your word to truly transform us and use us as agents of transformation to those around us. We bless your name, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus, that you've died on the cross for us. You are the gift of eternal life, Lord. Amen. 